capturing the world. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is David Carmichael II. And before we get into our new episode, I want to tell you about my brand, Capture the World. Capture the World is a black-owned streetwear brand from Hampton, Virginia. Capture the World represents the young generation of creatives around the world. Next step are millennials and Generation Z. What is a creative? A creative can be described as an individual that sees the world differently from everyone else. A creative can be looked at as a leader or a person that influences people with their gifts and talents. A creative uses their gift from God, not for money and fame, but for the greater good of the world. A creative thinks outside of the box and brings innovation in the world. Anyone from the young generation can be considered creative and capture the world, but those people that are ambitious, passionate, and have perseverance are the only ones that can bring their gifts and talents into fruition and capture the world. Are you a creative? Do you want to capture the world? Capture World Apparel plans to provide the highest quality, high fashion, and give a unique look. You can visit our website at www.captureTheWorldApparel.com. The world is yours. Capture it. This episode was recorded on September 21st, 2020. Hope you enjoy. This is your host, David Carmichael II, and now I have another episode of the Caption World Podcast. I just want to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, and YouTube listeners. Um, thank y'all for continuing and rocking with the show. And um, like I said before, if you haven't subscribed, please subscribe. Please let your friends know about the podcast as well. Um, I have another great special guest. Her name is Haley Hobson. Um, Haley Hobson is a certified health and life coach a wellness advocate and a holistic holistic health um, practitioner. Um, she is also a seven-figure business owner and wellness advocate featured in Mind Body Green posit- Positively Positive um, and Natural Cures publications. How are you doing today, Haley? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I can't complain. It's a nice day in Virginia. And you just told me you were in, you were in Colorado. I am. I'm in Boulder, Colorado. Cool. So how far is that from um, Denver, Colorado? It depends on what part of Denver you're talking. I mean, I can get to Denver in about 30 to 40 minutes, but real like South Denver could be like over an hour. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, okay. That sounds good. Like the only time I've been to Denver or been to Colorado, period, was around when I was on a flight. But we had a layover in Denver for about two hours. So, you know, I'm saying I didn't really get a chance to really see Denver, but that was the only time I actually stepped foot in Colorado. But I would definitely yeah, love to go a, visit one day. It's not a bad day. airport to be stuck in, though. Yeah, it's real. It's a real big airport, man. It's a lot going on in there. Um, but, yeah, so that's awesome. Um, so before we get into what we're talking about, uh, I normally have – I just started doing, like, icebreaker questions to kind of get, get us in the mood, you know what I'm saying? So my icebreaker question to you is – if you can add anyone to Mount Rushmore, who would it be and why? Oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea how to answer that question. I mean, what do you, what's the context of like, 
what kind like who's my favorite person who do i respect more who's my biggest idol like what do you think well well based on like i guess anybody that has inspired you um in your life or it can relate to what you're doing now or to somebody that you always looked up to growing up oh geez I don't know. I mean, I've had so many different mentors, coaches, people that I've looked up to from family members, parents, grandparents, to literally like people that have hired my business to mentors that I have like visualized and seen across the digital screen. I don't know that I have like one person that I would put on Mount Rushmore. Um, Even people that are like performers and musicians and things like that. I feel like I, I have massive respect for so many different talents. Right, right. Who would you put up there? Man, uh, look, you're trying to put the question back on me, but, uh, <laughs> um, man, I didn't realize how, how tough this question was. Well, all right. So I can do it like this. I wouldn't add anybody. I would make my own Mount Rushmore. So let's say you know, I'm a, I'm a basketball fan, right? So if I was to make my own Mount Rushmore of like basketball players or my favorite basketball players, so I guess it's like four people on the actual Mount Rushmore. So if I was to add four basketball players to the Mount Rushmore of basketball, I would add Michael Jordan, Kobe Bryant, um, Allen Iverson, because he's from Virginia. And the last person would be, man, I'd just say Shaquille O'Neal, because he's probably one of the most dominant big men in, uh, in the NBA ever. So, yeah, that would be my Mount Rushmore of like basketball, you know, so. So, yeah, I am watching the Nuggets Lakers Western Division Conference right now as we speak. I used to be a big, huge (laughs) Lakers fan when I lived there for 10 years. And now I'm in Denver and watching the Nuggets. So uh, massive respect for all of those guys, too. Yeah, no doubt, man. Um, Yeah, they're um, they're down 2-0 in the series. Yeah, did you see last night's game where they lost by one point with like two seconds left? So the thing is, I didn't even know the game was on because you know football Sunday. So normally I watch football on Sundays, but the so way which one were you watching? Which um, football game? I, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I was watching how we came back and won the game at the last second. And like the thing is, normally in Virginia they show most of the Cowboys games, so I thought the game would be on regular TV. But it wasn't. So I was like, oh, man, then my mom, she had to order like the special package so we can watch the Cowboys game. And um, we was getting destroyed at first. And then somehow, some way we came back and won. So that made my day. But I didn't even know the Lakers game was on until um, people was telling me like, yeah, Anthony Davis hit the game, won the shot, and they won the game. I was that like, was oh, crazy. man. Yeah, that was crazy. And we were watching football, too. But we're Kansas City. Well, I should say my husband is a Kansas City Chiefs fan in this house. They won last minute. Um in the fourth quarter too and i am from philadelphia originally so i am okay. an eagles fan that's what's up yeah y'all having a y'all having a tough a tough start to this season but you know we are anything's we are. possible but, hey but at least y'all won a super bowl recently i'm still waiting True. 20 True. plus years to you know because last time we won i was a kid so i wasn't even watching football back then so i can't even i didn't even get to experience that so i need like a more recent super bowl so i can you know be proud to be a fan um but yeah it's it's good stuff man it's just crazy because the pandemic is has changed the whole world and sports all together so like all the sports are playing at the same time it's kind of like more different than we ever have seen it um but yeah that's awesome so yeah mentioning you mentioned philadelphia um you was born and raised in philadelphia 
So I was actually born in New York City. Okay. And moved to South Jersey when I was really small. So raised right outside of downtown Philadelphia, about six miles away. And I was there until college. Then I went up to Boston for a couple of years, came back to Philadelphia, went to law school and lived in Philadelphia and then moved to LA. And now here I am in Boulder, Colorado. Oh man. So you've been on like one coast to another. Now you're like in the, I don't want to say Colorado. It's know. in the yeah. middle My brother's of the still in Philly though. If you're from, if you're a Philly person. So I've never been to Philly. That's another place I would like to go as well. Uh, I've been to New York. I've been to LA like four times, but. Yeah, Philly would be a place I would love to visit as well. Um, but yeah, that's great. So like when you went to school, you say you went to law school. Um, so like what made you want to do do that? Like go to law school and things? Because what you're doing now is kind of is different from what you went to school for, of course. So what made you want to do that initially? You know, I just, I think that back then I was being guided by my parents Mm -hmm. and it was just kind of like the natural thing. Like you had to be a quote unquote professional and professionals back then were like doctors, they were lawyers, they were accountants. And that's kind of like the realm that my family, their mentality was. And so I did well in school. I got good grades. I like to argue with them a lot. So they were like, you'll make a good attorney. And it was just like the path that I was guided in. And, and, and I, I mean, I feel like I got a great education in undergrad. I feel like I got a great education law school. Like I'm not, I, I'm definitely not upset or disappointed that I ended up changing career paths. I feel like, you know, what we do gets us to where we are. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it took me a while to realize like that just wasn't me. And it took a lot of um, strength to walk away from a career I had been building all of those years of studying and completing and thinking that I was finished and, you know, hiring and getting hired and, you know, all of that like work that you do and then deciding like, this isn't what I want to be doing. And then literally starting over. Right. Right. Yeah. That's how it normally goes. Cause I can, you know, tell you about my upbringing. Um, you know, I'm, I still have a nine to five, but I do, like I said, I told you before the podcast, I have a clothing line. And before all that, I thought I wanted to be an engineer. So, like, growing up, you know, I was able to draw and be real creative. And, you know, when I got to high school, I was like, you know, I want to be an engineer. So, you know, I was taking, like, special classes in high school doing that. And then eventually, um, I went to a community college studying mechanical engineering. And I eventually got my two-year degree in that. And I did take some classes at um, Old Dominion University, which is a four-year college in Virginia. Um, But I never finished and then, you know, the clothing line was basically passed down from my father to myself. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of being more passionate about that. So I'm not saying I would never go back to school and finish my engineering degree, but you know, and a lot of people will say, well, you got your two year degree. Why, you, why don't you just finish and go to school and get your degree? You can get an engineering job. But yeah, I don't really think that was my passion anymore. Like, um, some, like you said, like some things you do in the beginning, it leads you on to different things. So just because you start off doing one thing doesn't mean you will always be in that field forever. So yeah, that's great. Um, so like I read that you about to, you said that you spent about, you know, most of your life not feeling well about your body. Um, and then that kind of led on to what you're doing now. So like, was it like a moment in your life that made you that click and was like, nah, I want to change everything about me as far as my wellness and mental health and things like that. Um, was it just like one thing that happened or was it just like a lot of things that gradually happened over time that 
that made you want to do what you're doing now? Yeah, I mean, I had been dealing with digestive issues my whole life. Like I remember feeling it since I was about five years old. And as I think back now, I remember all the pain and, and discomfort that I was in literally from that age all the way through my teenage years, my 20s. And to be honest, at that point, when you kind of live with it for that long, you, you really you begin to consider it normal. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, oh, I'm bloated all the time. Oh, like my stomach never feels well. Oh, I can't eat that or that or that or that or that without feeling nauseated or sick or gassy or bloaty or whatever. Right. So by the time I was in my mid twenties, I just kind of had accepted that that was my digestive system. And I was kind of underweight and I was malnourished and I was not, I couldn't eat corn and I couldn't eat beans and I couldn't eat gluten and I couldn't eat sugar and I couldn't eat caffeine and I couldn't eat chips or anything fried or nuts or seeds or, I mean, it was crazy. But again, I really thought it was normal. And, and what else, what I also thought was normal was the fact that I couldn't sleep or the fact that I couldn't rest well, or the fact that I was anxious all the time, or the fact that I was dealing with bouts of depression. And as I started to navigate away from a more a more Western approach to medicine, and I say that because my dad was a doctor, so we were okay. like really geared towards, you know, oh, you've got a headache, open the medicine cabinet. Well, why not take a Percocet? You know, uh-uh. I mean, just kidding. Like, it wasn't like that bad, <laughs> right. but like we really did have a pharmacy in our house that was as big as a walk-in closet. <laughs> and wow. so like the, the normal thing for somebody who's trained back then in that master Western world is to give a prescription, to give a pharmaceutical, to put a Band-Aid on the wound rather than figure out like why the dots aren't connecting internally, like figure out a more integrative approach to medicine, right? So I started doing research and I saw practitioner after practitioner after practitioner. Now we're talking about like 20s all the way up until now. So it's been over 40 years. And I studied food and I studied nutrition and I went to a raw food certification course and I went to a health coaching course and I went to a life coaching course and I was still working with all of my practitioners. And I really discovered that number one, most people needed to have this information that I was learning. Uh And two, that if we really did understand how integrated the mind and the body and the gut were and how we could feed it literally with real nutrition, superfoods and, and, and well-powered supplements that we can change not only like the amount of energy or stamina that we have, but really how we're, how we navigate the world on an emotional or mental basis. And now as we're, as you were talking, you know, the world that we're living in here with shutdowns and lockdowns and COVID and all of this kind of stuff. I mean, sure. Our immune systems are definitely what we want to pay attention to and keep them as strong as possible. But what I think we're also seeing is a lot of people suffering from mental health issues right now yes, because they can't do what they want to do and they can't hug who they want to hug and they can't be around and then there's no human contact and there's too many devices and screens and virtual this and virtual that. And, you know, what I have come to love and want to share now is a more holistic approach to everything. And that starts with up-leveling our nutrition, learning how to progressively wind down and relax Mm-hmm. instead of always being on the go and then learning how to be pro- thus be productive and get more shit done because yeah. we're feeling better we're more energized our bodies are operating like well-oiled machines and our mental capacity is in check no doubt yeah i definitely agree with you on that because um you know i've struggled with my weight for a long time and i 
you know, sometimes, man, you know, we, we talk about addictions a lot about, you know, when, when, you, when people mention addictions, it seems like it's always geared towards either um, drugs or alcohol. But it's a lot of other addictions that we don't talk about, which food can be an addiction, like um, eating out fast food. Um, just any type of food that's not really good for you and you're addicted to that type of food. And I know for me, you know, struggling to eat eat right and um, just, you know, going to the gym consistently and just trying to put the right things in my body. And sometimes, you know, your lifestyle can kind of make you want to do that. Like as far as let's, like, let's say somebody has um, a stressful job or a high demanding job and it's like you don't have time to cook your own meals and you always got to run out and get fast food and things like that. It's like, you know, maybe we can all find a way to kind of incorporate a healthy living, even though you do, you might have a busy life. Maybe it's a way you can just sit down and really think about what you're spending your day doing and put some time in, out the day to really, you know, make a healthy lifestyle added on to what you're already doing. And to lead on to my next question. So like what foods, as far as you is concerned, uh, what foods did you start to eat? You know, I know you mentioned a lot of things where, messing up your digestive system. So what would you what were you able to eat to make you feel better about your body? Well, I mean, are you talking about back then or now? Um, now, now. Okay. So I mean the first thing I did is I got off everything, to be quite honest. I mean, my gut was so inflamed and my they they called it irritable bowel and inflammatory bowel. So I had to get rid of the inflammation. The inflammation was literally causing me migraines. It was causing at one point all of my organs shut down and I was just throwing up and I couldn't keep anything down for a few weeks. My body was on a state of fight or flight. My adrenals were shot. My liver wasn't functioning. So it wasn't a matter of what I could eat because I just couldn't eat anything at a certain point. Like once I jacked myself up to the point where like my liver wasn't functioning, my pancreas wasn't functioning, my stomach wasn't functioning, I had to literally stop eating. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't even keep water down. And so it was like acupuncture treatments and it was Chinese herbs. And then it was uh, getting some, then I went on a juice cleanse. I went on like a 14 day, all juice cleanse. I think the end of it, I started eating things like cucumbers and apples and watermelon, but it was pretty hardcore for a little while. And then it was in, then I was, then I started on other liquid beverages, like broths, mm -hmm. not big soups with chunky things in them, but just broths. And then I decided I was going to go hundred percent vegan because it had been so long that I hadn't eaten any type of animal protein. Now, backtrack a little bit. I had stopped eating all dairy when I was 12 mm -hmm. and I stopped eating all red meat when I was 12, but I had been eating fish and I had been eating white meat, like chicken and turkey and that kind of thing. So I decided right. I was just going to go full on vegan. And that's what I've been doing for the last 10 years. And, and, and now I think besides the, the meat and the dairy, and I stopped eating gluten, I, 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 I'm able to eat anything now. Like I got my point myself to a point where it wasn't just the fact that I needed to change the diet. It was that I had to get rid of the inflammation. I had to get rid of the stress. Mm -hmm. I had to get rid of all of the stressors. I had to get rid of the environmental stress. I had to get rid of the family stress. I had to get rid of the work stress. I had to get rid of all of the stress that was taxing my organs and my adrenals, all my hormones. I had to learn how to sleep. I had to teach my body to wind down. I had to teach my body to what I call progressively relax. Right. So in the beginning, it was smaller steps, but now I'm very, 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 very picky with what I eat, meaning like I only want real food in my body. Mm -hmm. Like I'm not the kind of person who's just going to grab something because I'm hungry. Like I might eat a chip or a cracker, but it's going to be something that is really 
awesome ingredients inside. And so, you know, I'm a person like, for instance, if I was going to choose something to eat first thing in the morning, it's not going to be like a bowl of oatmeal and it's not going to be like a banana strawberry smoothie. I'm going to make something like high, high antioxidants, anti-inflammatory energy boosting ingredients. So like, for instance, um, I would do something like an avocado toast with superfoods and, 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 and different salts on top that are giving your body the, uh, the nutrients, the superfoods, the mega, the micronutrients, some sprouts on top. I mean, literally a meal that could take two minutes, mm-hmm. but you might not think of going the quote unquote extra with the sprouting or the microgreens on top or the sea salts on stop, on top. You know what I'm saying? We're right. sprinkling a little bit of like vegan cheeses on top that are made of nuts. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm Instead of doing like a smoothie with like bananas and strawberries, I might do something with cauliflower and zucchini, but then add, you know, a sweeter fruit into it, like a blueberry and maybe a natural sweetener and then maybe a little avocado or cacao. And then you're getting those superfoods and adaptogens in your body. Um, you know, one of my favorite things right now, I got, I I went off caffeine back when I was really sick, but I love coffee. I love the taste. I love the practice. I love the getting together. I love the sitting down. So I, after a couple of years started drinking coffee again, my, my signature drink was an Americano, two shots of espresso filled halfway with hot water, filled halfway with either oat milk or almond milk. And I stopped drinking that in January of this year. So about nine months ago, and I switched to cacao, cacao and coconut milk, cacao powder, cacao butter, coconut milk, a little brain octane fuel and a little cayenne pepper. And I noticed that like, I, I mean, I couldn't get up without my caffeinated beverage before. Mm -hmm. And now I wake up every single morning. I have plenty of energy. And since I intermittent fast now, I don't even eat until noon or one. I don't even sometimes have my cacao until the middle of the day and I'm fine. And, 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 and I'm getting in there, like I said, in my cacao, I might put things like a, a Reiki mushroom blend, which is an adaptogen. Mm-hmm. So now I'm feeding myself with, do you know what an adaptogen is for the audience who's listening? No, I don't, I'm not sure what that is. Okay. So an adaptogen is something that allows your body to adapt to stress. Okay. There's certain foods like certain mushrooms, um, certain there's there's the whole selection of foods and i have a download for you so i'll give you guys that but i have a whole selection of foods that are easy to get into your diet but help your body adapt to stress essential oils is another one they're not adaptogens but certain essential oils have adaptogens in them so you know it's it's hard to adapt to stress our bodies aren't aren't um meant to deal with the amount of stress that's in our environment right now and by stress i can mean like somebody rides their bike in front of you. Like that is stress to your body. Your body doesn't know whether you just got run over by a car yourself or you're like stopping because you forgot to go through a a stoplight or there's a fire burning next door or you're getting chased by a bear. Like Mm -hmm. stress is stress. Your body just reacts the same way, right? Your body goes into fight or flight. And if you continue to go into fight or flight all day long and it never balances out to a homostasis even space, and your body can't recover. So we need things in our diet that are helping us bring our body back to that homeostasis place. Right. And adaptogens are one of the food, like they're food, like adaptogens are in food that, that can do that. 
So you want things like macronutrients, micronutrients, you want um, a whole food, you want a whole food vitamin or nutrient in your body. You want omega fatty acids. You want cellular vitality, resveratrol, pineapple extracts. I mean, all the things I'll give you guys a download of how to get some of this stuff easily into your diet, but you want to make sure that you're feeding your gut and your brain so that you can basically rest. Mm -hmm. That sounds a hundred percent correct. And not to mention your skin will look better too. (laughs) Oh, no doubt. No doubt. Cause I, I know one thing I've been, um, I've been consuming is um is sea moss and a lot of people have been talking about sea moss recently and they say you know you can add that to your smoothies and different foods and then one thing i've read is it said it helps breaks down mucus and it can get some of the mucus out of your system um it's a lot of things that i can't actually remember but i've read like a um a thing about it so i've been trying to include that in my diet as far as putting that in my system and they say you don't even need that much every day that's a little, a little teaspoon added to whatever you're eating and um, that can help you a lot and as well as adding different other different healthy foods as well. Um, and then my next question about what you just said, you know, a lot of people say, you know, you have to, you should eat this and include this in your diet and get rid of whatever else you're eating. Um, and then some people, they're um, the way they talk about that, they'll say, well, yeah, eating healthy is too expensive. I can't afford to buy this and buy that. Blase, blase. Um, how true do you think that is? Like, is it really expensive to eat quote unquote healthy, or is it just uh, a myth and it's ways you can afford to change your lifestyle like that? Are you asking me like whether it's worth the investment? What's your question? Do, do you do you think it's as expensive as people are saying it is to like buy? healthier foods compared to yeah, I guess, I processed foods. expensive. I think it's more expensive than buying cheap foods. Absolutely. Because cheap foods have zero nutrients mm-hmm. and healthy foods are actually real foods. So like, for instance, <clears throat> um, you know, the, our, our food, our soil, let's go back up there. Our soil isn't dense enough these days it's not rich, rich enough or dense enough to really capture all the nutrients to support our body's needs. Mm-hmm. So we can go ahead and like grow crappy crops and source them and manufacture products that literally are as nutritious as sandpaper mm-hmm. or cardboard, or we can decide that we want to rebuild the cells in our body, which are the building blocks basically of all life in our body. And all of our tissues, our healthy tissues, our organs, ultimately all organisms in our body depend on cellular reproduction and energy production. Mm -hmm. So you either have food that does nothing or you have food that literally reproduces cells and energy in your body. You decide what you want, right? And on top of that, like I was trying to say before, due to so many environmental issues in our world, lack of sleep, overdoses of technology, toxic loads, and honestly, not the best nutrition, our cells are not functioning at optimal levels. So, I mean, I know that doesn't totally answer your question, but we are aging. And as we age, all of our cellular function deteriorates and our, and our energy decreases and our performance, our performance decreases and even our moods decrease. So basically, you know, if you wanted to have like a nutrition for dummies, like just quote, you want your cells to live. And you can't get your cells to live 
from crappy ingredients and food that's as dense as wallpaper, right? Mm -hmm. So yes, it's more expensive to buy the good stuff. It's like deciding what kind of gasoline you want to put in your car. Right. What kind of gasoline do you want to put in your car? Are you putting the cheap stuff? Does your car run well with that? Or do you have a Bentley and you need to put something better in it, right? right? So what kind of body do you want to have? To me, the number one priority is of how I spend my money is food. I mean, I want to eat well because I want to live well. Right. No doubt. And I think, you know, so I guess to answer someone's question that's saying I can't afford it, I guess we can all analyze what we're really spending our money on. You know, because a lot of times we might say I can't afford something, but it's probably something that we're spending money on that we shouldn't be spending money on that we can take that money and put it into something else. So if we are going out to eat a lot and buying fast food, it's like, all right, analyze that you're buying all this stuff. You can just put that into the healthy stuff and you should be okay. Well, I mean, it's I, I just know a matter it. of priorities. It's a matter of priorities and education. I think that people are buying fast food or the kinds of food that they're buying to be quite honest, because they just don't understand the ramifications. They don't understand they don't, they don't, they don't understand that there's actually a direct correlation to what you're putting in your body and your performance. Mm-hmm. And that can be your performance, like how your organs are working and how your digestive system works, or it can be your performance, like your mental capacity. People always ask me things like, oh my gosh, Haley, like, how do you get it all done? And you have this and you have that. And wow, I see you everywhere. And you know, you've got the podcast, you've got the online courses and you've got your essential oil business and you're, you know, you've got your followers and this and that, you've got your family and your dog and your husband and your kids. And how do you do it all? I'm like, well, cause I feed myself well, right? Like I'm treating my body well. And so my mind is working. I feel clear, right? Mm-hmm. I am massively productive. I rest well. I sleep well. I perform well because I'm fueling well. Right. Yeah. It sounds simple and it is simple. It can be simple. And, yeah. you know, sometimes we, we make it harder than what it is, but yeah, it's just as simple as just, you know, putting the right stuff into your body. And, um, and my next question is, I, I read that you said you completed, um, a health coaching certification, uh, two raw food certifications, a life coach certification, and you also are essential oils educator. Um, what process did you have to go through to actually get those certifications? So for my health coaching certification, it was a one-year program that I spent online studying many different modules and working with several different professors, instructors, many different dietary theories around the world. And when I completed that, I was a quote-unquote certified health coach. Uh, when I went ahead and received the raw food certification, I spent a week just nonstop in a place in Massachusetts and learned the uh, both like the behind the scenes of raw food, but also has some, a, a lot of hours in the kitchen as well, preparing mm-hmm. and learned how to how, literally how to make raw food. And so I have, you know, different recipes and uh, cooking ingredients and I'm not cooking ingredients. Sorry. I meant like kitchen utensils and blenders and Cuisinarts. And there's lots of different tools, dehydrators that you need for raw food. But the basis was like, why raw food? Like, why do you want to have food that's not kick, cooked above a hundred and 112 degrees, I think it is. Uh And then um, my life coach certification, again, that was a one-year program with continuing education every single year. And I have to retest every single year 
to make sure that I continue to keep that certification. Right. And then the essential oils educator. Now I've been in the essential oil industry and business for almost a decade. And so I've been studying year after year essential oils and how they can help improve your immune system, your sleep, um, your digestive system, your, your mental, mental, uh, your mental health, support your emotional health, support your inflammatory responses and how they can also help even be a nutritional component in your life. So again, almost a decade now yeah. of education and not only consuming education and being a continuing student, but also teaching education. And I do have an essential oil business. And you can see that on my website if you head over to HaleyHobson.com and you click on the link that says plant magic. And I have lots of different freebies for people who are interested in learning more about essential oils. If you are interested, I've got free eBooks. I've got free classes like master classes, uh, digital classes on, on my site. So if you want to be a consumer an educational junkie like me, and you want to learn cool things about essential oils and how they can work for your body, head on over to that site and enjoy. No doubt. No doubt. Look, I'm definitely going to check it out myself after we're done talking. Um, but yeah, so okay, you mentioned your um your certifications and like I said before, you know, you are a certif certified health and life coach. So when I read that you have um a business and yeah, a seven figure business. So like just tell us a little bit more about your actual business and how do you, you know, manage to reach seven figures? Yeah, so I've got multiple components of my business. One of them is my essential oil business. And just building that business internationally over the last eight years or so, I've got customers and business partners literally all over the world. So from Australia to Europe to Asia to um, South America to Latin America to all over U.S., Canada, uh, we have an, an incredible essential oil team of, like I said, customers and um industry leaders. So for instance, anybody who's listening to this podcast that's interested in essential oils can actually open a wholesale account with me. And that's how I built my business. And then if you are in some type of business where essential oils might be an additional revenue stream for you, then mm -hmm. I can help you there. And that's where I spend the majority of my time is not only helping my customers, but also creating education and programs for those who want to be in the essential oil revenue building industry and in the holistic wellness space and so I teach women mostly and men how to be entrepreneurs and sales and marketing techniques. And that's the bulk of my business. A lot of people are asking me how I did it. And plus I have this obviously huge passion and knowledge for health and wellness in general. So I have several online courses that are either sitting on my website or that I'm launching throughout the year. And so there's money coming in through those different revenue sources too. I've got a signature course called Healthy Habits and Holistic Happiness. It's a six-week course. You can get it anytime you want on my site. Uh, low ticket item. And I take people through a lot of the different things that I've been taking you through here and give you tons of downloads and recipes and checklists. And there's six different modules in there. I've got another signature course called The Social Downline where I'm teaching people in the direct selling industry how to build their business online. Mm -hmm. um, I'm about to launch a brand new course in November called Your Whole Biz. And it's for anybody in the health, wellness, beauty space who has an existing brick and mortar and wants to have an online component. And one of the, one of the hobbies that I have besides 
essential oils and uh, my digestive tract mm -hmm. and mental health is I've become a digital marketer. So I really understand digital marketing from inception, lead generation, all the way down to conversion and that whole sales funnel. And so I, I teach a lot of email marketing and social marketing and content marketing and content development and content mapping and um, content strategy. And uh, you can follow me if you like on my Instagram at Haley Hobson or on my Facebook page, Haley Hobson Whole You or on my website, Haley Hobson. My podcast is sitting there too. So I teach different entrepreneurs how to bring their businesses online. Mm -hmm. So that, that course launching in November, I've got a membership launching in October as well for those who are interested in really up-leveling their habits. They want to hack they want to be habit hackers. So I'm going to be really addressing people who want to um, eat smarter, rest better, and get more done and get, be more productive. So I've got that, that membership launching. So I've got multiple different facets of my business going and, you know, just spending energy on all of them. No doubt. Look, man, you got a lot going on. I'm really, I'm really, you know, that kind of motivates me to like, man, I want to keep going hard on what I got going on. But that's awesome, though, like. I definitely, um, to all our listeners too, like make sure y'all check out her website at HaleyHobson.com. Like she mentioned before, she has plenty of freebies, um, plenty of tools, man. If you're looking to, you know, to change your lifestyle and have a healthy lifestyle, you want to change your life around, you know, if that's the thing you've been struggling with and on eating right, definitely check out her website and check out all her freebies and things she has to offer to you and me as well. So I'm going to definitely check it out myself. Um, but yeah, before we wrap it up, and I want to say, you know, this has been a great conversation. Um, really appreciate you being on this podcast and just giving your wisdom and expertise in your field. And this is my last question um, to all the entrepreneurs or aspiring business owners or people that's, that's already business owners. Um, this one piece piece of advice to them, if you can just tell them one one thing of advice, what would you say to them? I would say like we talked about in the beginning of this podcast episode, I would talk about really listening to your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, your, your career, what you decide to do with your life can be your passion. And this is how you have to spend every day. Right. And so when I wake up in the morning, I'm excited about what I do and I can't believe like it makes me money. Like I'm pinching myself right, that right. I actually make money doing what I'm doing because I love working with the people that I'm working with I love teaching what I'm teaching and I love interacting with the communities that are, that are choosing to be part of my life. So if you are on a path that you don't want to be on or you're choosing your path right now, I think the thing to think about is, you know, what, what do you want to do? Um, you know, you heard me say earlier that my dad was a doctor and his idea and my mom's idea of success back then was having this professional career, right? And to them, I said that that meant getting a medical degree, an accounting degree, sometimes a law degree. And that's what I did. And I went to college right. and I went and got a bachelor's degree. And then I went to a college chosen by them, mm -hmm. <laughs> near them, near them. And then I went to law school again at a college at a law school chosen by them in, you know, in their hotel, in hometowns, so I could be close to them. And then I actually landed the dream job, right. a job that paid a brand new First year law associate was 26 years old, almost 
$100,000 a year. This was a long time ago. It was a lot of money. And one day I arrived in my office. I was in Philadelphia. I was on the 47th floor of this building. I had massive, amazing views of downtown Philadelphia. And I looked around and I thought, this isn't what I want. Mm -hmm. This is not what I want. This is not where I'm supposed to be. Right. This is not the life that I'm supposed to be living. And it didn't feel true to me in my spirit, in my body. And there are, there are moments, David, where in all of our lives, where we have to look around and ask ourselves, is this what I want? Is this what I choose? Is this my dream or someone else's dream? Mm-hmm. And if you take, if if you and the audience, if you, you're the listeners, if you take a, a deep right now, like, I did 25 years ago. And by the way, because I did practice for five years, but <laughs> if you take a look into your life right now, like I did that back then, and you believe that there is more for you, go for it. Because you deserve to step into a life that you love, a life that you choose, and you deserve to feel amazing. That's very true. Yeah, I mean... We all can relate to that. And sometimes, you know, we feel like we're stuck in a certain situation and you, can, you can't never get out of it. Um, but, you know, I feel like it's always a first step you can take to get to where you want to get to. I mean, obviously for you, you just didn't come up with a seven figure business and it just didn't happen overnight. It was one step you had to take to get to where you are now. So as long as it's, if it's the way you can make that first initial step to change your life or whatever you think you think you should be doing, you know, let's make that first step. You know, like I said, like you can't just do it all overnight. It just takes, um, you know, you making that first leap of faith and just trying to get, you know, take small steps to get to wherever you want to get to in life and do what you're passionate about. And, um, yeah, we can all relate to that. So Haley, like I said, again, um, I thank you for being part of this podcast. I've learned a lot and I know our listeners have learned a lot. And, um, did you want to tell you, tell them your website again and then any other social media profiles they can look into? Yeah, absolutely. My website is HaleyHobson.com. My social is at Haley Hobson on Instagram. By the way, my name is spelled with two Y's, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. Gotcha. So yep. Haley Hobson, H-A-Y-L-E-Y. H-O-B-S-O-N, but at Haley Hobson on Insta, Haley Hobson Hole You on Facebook, HaleyHobson.com for the for the for the podcast and for the site. And I have a little download for you with a bunch of cool recipes. Um, I actually put a little bundle together for you that includes not only these recipes that we talked about in the beginning and nutrition. But I also have some of the progressive relaxation stuff that I talked about and some productivity hacks. So that is available for you for free at HaleyHobson.com forward slash capture the world. And again, it's Haley with two Y's, H-A-Y-L-E-Y-H-O-B-S-O-N.com forward slash capture the world. No doubt. Like I said, thank you for that freebie. And um, the link would definitely be in the description of the podcast when y'all listen to it. So y'all just go ahead and click on the link when you click on the episode. All that will be available to you, to everyone to to see. And um, yeah, this has been a great convo, Haley. And um, I thank you again. 
And I want us to give a shout out to all of our Spotify listeners, Apple Podcast listeners, and YouTube listeners once again. And um, and Haley, I just thank you for all you have been teaching us today. How what you must assess in the future and what you have going on. And um, let's continue to be great. Thank you, and thanks for the invitation to be here. No doubt. This is um another episode of Caption Road Podcast. We'll see y'all on the next episode. Y'all be safe. Have a good one. Good night. Peace.